0: For nine years in a row, ranking Arizona's number one most trusted referral network, RosieOnThehouse.com. Information that you can't get anywhere else. And 30 years of Rosie on the House.
1: A beautiful Arizona Saturday morning to you all. Welcome to the ten o'clock hour of Rosie on the House. This is what has become our designated hour, where we cover something specific about your home, castle, or cabin. And each month we have a different theme. We now bring and we cover it from all different angles. It allows us to dive in deep and cover a topic in depth. A lot of times, one hour on one Saturday isn't enough. And uh, it's been a great way for us to really cover a topic in depth. We just got wrapped up with plumbing. We have a lot of great guests in uh, during the month of February, talking all about all the different plumbing systems. We move into March and we're talking about universal design. What is universal design? It's not just aging in place. It's not just uh, living with pets. It's not just designing a home to be functional in all seasons of our life with kids, with elderly. Uh, but it's also designing smart, sustainable,
2: yeah, small, you,
1: small energy consumption.
2: With the last um, eight to ten years, with the complete upheaval and transformation that our health care, insurance coverages, and the political debate of who is or who isn't going to provide us with our health care. The number one request we get at Rosie Wright Remodeling is, Rosie, can you come out and look at my property and tell me what's the best way I can bring mom or dad or some family member home to my property? And that, that, that takes a full assessment. We've done everything from custom casitas in the backyard that are built to match the material of the existing house. We've gone out to the modular home industry and actually had modular homes dropped into backyards, and then we come in and landscape them and put the wainscoting on that you were talking about to make it look like a permanent structure. The cost savings for that over and above A custom unit makes it well worth looking at. And then how many of us live in a three-bedroom, two-bath house? And a lot of people just take the two bedrooms that aren't the master bedroom and combine it into one big suite. You know, that's just some of the options. Jennifer's gone to actually become certified in uh, universal design features, yeah, you know, it's just a, a lot,
3: a lot to think about, isn't there?
2: Well, I never knew how much there was to think about it until I was incapacitated.
3: This is a true story. Man, you know, There's oh, a lot to man. think about to bring somebody home and a lot of responsibility, too, you know. Just wow. Worrying about somebody falling or you know, getting up in the middle of the night and tripping over something or being home alone if you got to go somewhere. So it's, there's a lot involved, a lot of things to consider. Um, you know, if someone's going to live on their own, you have to think about things like, um, you know, making sure everything's safe. So you're talking about fire alarms and um, co2 alarms and you know what's going to happen when somebody knocks at the front door are they going to know not to open you know sometimes the elderly will be a little too trusting and maybe open the door and how are you going to make sure that they don't do something like that um or if they get forgetful if they've forgotten to take their meds and they really needed them
2: oh and then yeah you have to treat it with dignity like the other day Romy, with the injury to my shoulder it's it's really hard to get dressed by myself and i fell in the closet and I had my pants over my head and my <laughs> shirts on my legs.
3: I missed it. And Jennifer walked
2: in and said, "What are you doing?" I said, "I'm getting dressed." <laughs>
1: uh, is and, there a costume
2: party uh, to that uh, and all
3: about? Uh, it is just a dance, you know. And and with your voice off, you sound a little older right this minute. So, um, you know, people will treat you differently. It's really important to know. To I love that. Donna Taylor of Livestream always says um, uses the phrase dignity of risk, and that just means you let somebody, you know, do all that they can do, and, and not to treat them like a child. You know, you're talking about really smart people who happen not to be able to hear or speak well or see as well, but they're just as smart, you know. And we treat them like they they're not in there. So we just need to be really careful to honor what they want, and yet you want them to be safe. And unfortunately, sometimes that takes an incident for them to realize. You know, we have a family Sometimes member Sometimes more fell. than one. Yes, this is true. <laughs> <Incident>. <laughs> you know, and you just think about your independence and all you have to give up. And you've been used to doing your own thing. And, um, and now you've got people waiting on you. And it's, it's not a fun, it's really not a fun situation in life. So this whole study of you know, what to do with your family is really important. Lots to think about, you know, what can I do to help them to live on their own the best? Well, if they're going to stay in their own home, they have, each community has a police program. They will put a lock box on your door, so if if somebody calls them and says, "Hey, mom's," I answering the door. They can come and open the door without banging down doors. Or that's a that's a neighborhood
2: away. movement. What's that called? You're not alone.
3: Mm, I don't know. I think something you're, something similar. Yeah, you're not alone. And they'll call you as often as you want. If you want them to call you once, like if you don't have any family in town, they could call you once a, a week, once a day. And they'll even come by once a week and visit with you. Um, you know, there's those there's those kind of programs. Um, and then there's also You could have, um, you know, Skype once a day or whatever. There's lots of ways to keep in touch nowadays where it makes it a little easier. The problem with this generation of elderly is a lot of them still don't know how to use technology. So I think as the millennials age out, it'll be a little easier because they'll still be able to be connected.
2: Yeah. And I think the exercise that that class put you through was, and then Jennifer put me through it, they put glasses on you that impede your vision. And then they tape your fingers together to simulate stiff joints or arthritis, and then they tell you make a make a grilled cheese ham sandwich.
3: And that includes opening jars. And it, and it at the end pause. of an hour
2: and a half of trying to make this sandwich, you finally just get up, grab a couple of Oreos, and just drink a glass of milk.
3: <laughs> yeah, so there's all kinds of things you can do to make people more comfortable. Also, in the, in the medicine bottles, they make them nowadays, so nobody can open them. So what do you do for your elderly? You have to maybe get a different kind of system to keep them in. Um, so there's lots of things you can do to keep someone home if, if they are able.
2: Well, and we know several new widows over the past 14 months. And a truly sad commentary on the human race, is how these predators find those widows and prey on them. It's it's it absolutely just pushes me over the edge.
3: It's amazing how many of those elderly people will give away their Social Security number just for a phone call, and they they they're very trusting uh, people, most of them. And somebody will call and say, "Oh, you owe money to the IRS," and the check today, and they'll. You know, they think that they owe money somewhere. Um, they they fall for it. So it's really important to, to keep track of your people and just have them um, weigh th- you know weigh in with you. Always ask you before they do anything with their money. But the other thing you can do if 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 you need to move them home, there's all kinds of different things you can do. You talked about um, bringing them into your home. You know, changing the bedroom setup. You can add a room.
2: I can let me add one point to that. Mm-hmm. The couple times. We've taken an 1,800 or 2,000-square-foot home, and it's a three-bedroom. All three bedrooms are located down the same hall. The master bedroom is down at the end of the hall on the left, but you have to pass a hall bathroom and two bedrooms on the right before you get there, and we take the two bedrooms and convert it to a master suite, but it still doesn't have a bathroom in it, so We've seen where the hall bath across the hall ends up being the bathroom, and we've brought bathrooms into that space. I can tell you that you need to be very close to the person you're bringing home in that kind of living arrangement, because it is close.
3: Oh, you mean you need to be emotionally close? Yes. In order to be live to live yes. physically close.
2: That's close. What, what seems to work more often is the separate master suite where they've got their own entertainment area, own area to bring guests in and have a cup of coffee, and watch TV, their own bedroom, their own bathroom. Uh, that seems to promote healthier family relationships in the customer's, we've had over the last 10 years. So it's definitely cost less to convert those two hall ba- bedrooms into one master suite. But just make sure you're really close.
3: <laughs> well, we've got all kinds of things we can still cover. Um, cost, you're gonna fill us in on what it costs to do things like that. Um, and then what it would cost to do a separate wing, separate master suite. Then we can talk about pricing of casitas And then we can talk about granny pods.
2: Well, and when you start looking, uh, one of my closest friends just had to move his parents from a a group facility to a semi private home. Um, I mean, it's pretty easy to get into a nice environment that's seven, eight, nine, ten, twelve thousand dollars a month. And when you start looking at that, You say, well, I can come retro. I can put that money into a fixed asset like my home and probably reap a return on investment out of it sometime in the future. I think most realtors would tell you that mother in law suites make a hugely appealing asset to list on your listing agreement. They're very much in demand. And if done right,
1: you know, it's not something that you would need to live in regularly.
2: You could shut and, that whole wing down.
1: Yeah, if, if somebody didn't need to live in that area, you could shut it down without having to do a lot of maintenance if we spend the time to build it right the first time. Um, and you know, we, we could talk about different ways to do that on design. There's a lot of things that come into play. that We'll talk about through the hour because we can build something right now it would be a, a great design, but for 99% of us, building new isn't the practical. We've got to work with the property that we have, and do a rebuild. So we'll talk. Continue the conversation here at Rosie on the House, and if you'd like to join, it's one triple eight seven six seven four three four eight. That's one triple eight Rosie for you. Beautiful Arizona Saturday morning to you all. Looking out of the studio where we're broadcasting from live right now. Looks like a nice little overcast. I'm also looking at the report put out by our Flagstaff affiliate, Calf News. They've got a nice snowstorm coming in. They're expecting snow over 8,000 feet, 5 to 11 inches. Oh, boy. snowball potentially by tomorrow morning.
2: Oh, man.
1: This is the time of year where it's hard to just decide what are you going to do there's so many events going on you've if you've joined us from the beginning of the broadcast you know we've been all over the state with all kinds of different things to do but it's a great weekend with this type of weather to get stuff done around your house too or if you've been keeping up with your regular home maintenance just fill up a glass of iced tea stick a stem of mint in there squeeze a lemon oh, on top yeah. and kick back for a nice relaxing weekend here at, in our beautiful arizona we're talking about uh, universal design all month here at Rosie on the house and we're gonna have a lot of great guests from Rosie remodeling TWD uh, from the West Valley we've got assurance builders in Tucson we've got renovations and Prescott we're gonna be talking to experts all over the state on different solutions for you know turning our home castle or cabin into that as we uh, we we enter into all different areas and ages of our life as needs change constantly yeah, the number of people that'll live in the home change constantly, uh, and as all those changes happen, we are uh, our, the our function of our house and how we use our house changes.
2: Well, one of the more economical ways to prepare your property for a, a parent or a close relative moving in with you is do take those two bedrooms knock the wall down in between the two bedrooms nine times out of ten that's a non-load bearing wall but nine times out of ten that's where the closets are so when you knock that wall down you're going to lose closet space you have to move the closet down to one end of the new large room or the other you want to make sure there's plenty of adequate light maybe convert one of the windows into a patio door that goes out onto a little private patio. You gotta start thinking about floor covering. Do you want wall-to-wall carpet or do you want solid hard surface on everything? And if you do, then do you wanna deal with area rugs and the trip hazard that they can become? Um, What do you wanna do in the bathrooms in, in the way of accessing the shower and or a tub facility? how barrier free do you want to incorporate that. But just converting those two bedrooms into one larger area with a closet and converting one of the windows to a door, it's going to be and, and new floor covering, it's going to be easy to spend thirty to fifty thousand dollars. That gets the majority of the inside of the house painted. It includes electrical changes, it includes ductwork changes, floor covering changes, uh, and and you're you're pretty well done, you know. You but say then, it's
1: easy to spend that amount. It's, it's really it's, easy. It's no, no, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> it's hard to do it for less than that, uh, or or at only that. Yeah, I'm not somebody that could do. And you
2: do need a building permit for that, because mm. you are going to move electric. You don't want to do it second rate and where it just shouts at you is oh my goodness no. what did these people do here and because those things never last
1: long they cost more to fix it's just it's, it's cheaper on a, the scale of
2: time to do it right the first time now we did for one client a few years ago we took the wall and the closet out and then they didn't put a new closet in they just went with freestanding armoires and then their intent is to use it as a... It was, it was their mother coming home. It was, it was going to be mother's apartment. And at the point mom didn't want it anymore or moved out, then it was going to be real easy to go right back and throw that wall up and create it back into two bedrooms again. Bada bing, bada boom. But that's probably the starting point of what it takes. And then it ramps up from there. If we take the bathroom... From the opposite side of the hall and move it to the right side. So grandpa or grandma doesn't have to run across the hall at six o'clock in the morning naked to brush her teeth, you know. um, Then adding a bathroom, you cannot add a decent bathroom for less than 25 or 30,000 bucks. And I mean, that's rock bottom. So, and I'm, these are numbers if you haul by our hi, living standard, if you hire a contractor to do it for you, I one could. third of that's materials, one third of that's labor, and one third of that is general conditions, insurance, licensing, overhead, and profit. When we come back, we'll talk about what you can spend for that full blown casita in the backyard. Sounds good.
1: I would have a hard time building a casita without building the basement underneath it. If I'm going to go back there and start tearing it up to gain that underground, safe, secure, cool storage, I'd have a hard time doing that without, without digging a basement. I know that adds cost. I'm with you. But, man, you've already got all the equipment, everything there spend that extra time and just dig a little deeper if if you have the room for it. there's you're doubling your square footage easily uh, but you're not doubling your costs. pour some concrete walls doesn't have to be much fancy down there sump pump, some lights you know you could build out a man cave or yeah. a playroom or whatever else down the road sure but to start off with, that extra cost to, to dig down, get a good solid foundation, some concrete walls. You know, wh- whether you did anything with it or not, you will be—you would make your money off of that on a resale value down the road, just for the pure square footage. And it doesn't hardly cost anything to, uh, because you've got the insulation of the earth to heat or cool, and it's never going to get so hot or so cold down there that there's nothing you couldn't put down there for for
2: storage. Yeah, that's true. I love basements. They're 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 they are greatly underutilized in the desert.
1: And the reason for that, you've heard us talking about it before, but if you're new to the program, when we're building in cooler climates, you've got to get your foundation below the frost line. And we just don't have one here in Arizona. Even even in Flagstaff and the White Mountains, those frost lines are not that deep. They're not compared to where where you find it. Minnesota, Michigan. Uh,
2: four feet deep, five <laughs> feet deep. Well, once you've dug the footing that deep to build your house, it it just makes sense to go another two feet, mm-hmm. three feet, four feet, and do a full basement. When you only have to scratch
1: six inches off the yeah.
2: desert floor, that's a
1: hard sell to... The, the
2: basement's a pure, all additional cost in the desert area. But, you know, one of the well, things... One of the things, one of the research uh, dynamics that we've stumbled across in trying to help people solve this dilemma is we can come out and assess uh, your home, what the building materials are made out of, and what it would take in building setbacks and backyard dimensions and code requirements to create a matching custom casita, to match your house that people are surprised but that cost per square foot is really really high you're bringing every single trade you need to build a 3000 square foot home and you're socking it all into 800 or 1000 square feet and you've got to tie in all the utilities. It's not unusual at all for a backyard casita to be 200 225 250 even $300 a square foot. When we ran up against this for a couple up just south of Anthem a couple years ago, I told them, look, rather than spend that to Matt, and they had a beautiful home, I said, why don't you run out to some of the modular homes and see some of the built product that they can just come drop on your property? Well, they called me like a week later, found exactly the floor plan they wanted, dropped it in place, connected the utilities, landscaped it, and did it for one-third what it would have cost to build completely new to match their home. But I'll tell you who had the most brilliant idea is this guy that built modular inserts to your garage. You yank the garage doors off, and you slip this finished master suite home into your garage. Yes. Darn it.
1: That's another idea I should have had. That's brilliant. Who is this? I did not even seen this.
3: Babe, what was the webpage on that? Uh, that's called Med Cottage.
2: Med Cottage. And
3: there's three stages. I've been trying to get a hold of them. Um, they're on the East Coast. Um, you can order things prefabbed from them. or They come in a kit, and you can do them. But you're still talking $150,000. I mean, this is not a cheap endeavor. Um, but they send you the supplies. Um, on their website, Med Cottage, you can also just get the plan. Um and the, the first one is called it's called Living Roo, the Living Roo. And it's a, a little insert you put in a two-bay garage. And the funny thing is I was just reading about it. It doesn't have real windows. It's got like an HDTV kind of a <laughs> th- affair where it looks like outside. I, I don't know about that. That won't, a little hokey. that won't meet code. <laughs> no, uh-huh. and I, no, and I don't think it's um, healthy either. <laughs> <laughs> so that was one. And then the next one um, is a little cottage, more like an RV. Um, and you, you don't build. I guess you're not allowed to build a platform, right? It, it said it's, this one's this kind of style is permittable and most cities would allow it. But it's just a little bitty cottage thing you put out, but it's not a it's not a permanent so, thing. So it's not going to be really resale value. It's just money you're putting into it to use it for this particular
2: right. situation.
3: And then it's called. And this one's called the mothership. <laughs> Um,
2: and it could be picked up and moved off the property. Right. When you're right. done.
3: You know, it's almost kind of like the tiny house um, yeah. concept. They even have them on wheels. But some people kind of object, saying, well, it looks like you're putting Granny out in storage. <laughs> but, <laughs> but I don't know. I think the privacy, it just depends on probably your relationship. You know, if your family knows you love them and this, you're trying to provide them privacy and independence, it's probably a really cool thing. If you don't get along and you say, hey, here, come out and stand this. In this pod, then maybe they will take a little insult to it, and then there's a third one called the Med Cottage Classic, and it's a little, it's it's, it looks like the ones you see on Pinterest where it's like a, almost like a storage, uh, you know how the container? No, those storage sheds that we we like tough shed, yeah. kind of like a tough shed done up real nice with yeah, um, made livable. Yeah, but you're talking about summer. With all these, you're talking yeah. about summer heat and trying to keep something like that cool. I don't know, it doesn't seem like a really good fit, but that, a lot of them are, are wired with technology, um, you know, so you could ke- kind of keep track of your family members as they're out there. I don't know. I think I think technology is going to change all this quite a bit.
0: I'm sure you can insulate those pods, though, oh yeah, can't you? Oh, yeah, you can. Yeah. And, and put a.
3: But enough for 120?
2: <laughs> yeah, you can. Yeah, okay. And, and then you put a mini split on it. And you're only trying to air condition, you know,
3: That's true. I guess 600 square feet. Yeah.
2: And you could do that with a mini-split for really affordable. I tell people all the time, you know, they want to brag to me, well, I've got an R40 wall. I said, oh, yeah, what do you got in the attic? Oh, i got R60 in the attic. I said, oh, yeah, what do you got for your exterior doors and windows? Well, I don't know. Well, let me tell you what you got, R2. <laughs> so, you, you know... You've got to gotta take it. I tell people, if you could build an envelope called your house that was a consistent R10, and you can't. It's almost impossible. But if you could just get to an R10 on the floor, the walls, the attic, the windows, the doors, you'd have the most comfortable, cost-effective unit to heat and cool that's being built today. But we can't get windows that high. Many splits
1: are going to change a lot, I think, by themselves for aging in place. When you're looking at, let's say, a three, 4,000-square-foot home, you may have lived in for many years. You raised your family. They've all moved away. You're there with your spouse or alone now. If one of them passes, it happens sometimes, but you don't want to leave. Well, you don't need to heat and cool that entire living space and to start closing off – doors to different rooms only chokes the unit it's designed to cool that whole space well you could shut that unit off or at the point it was uh you know wore out yeah or broken needed replaced. replace you you could save yourself a ton of money by putting a mini split in the master bedroom where you sleep and putting a mini split in the kitchen where you eat um for a fraction of the cost of replacing a whole new you know high sear unit if that unit was installed 20 years ago You've got to upgrade to at least a 16 seer now, I think. Uh, you know, so your cost is substantial. Throw throw a mini split in your sleeping area and, and your active living area during the day, and just live with that. Place they're so efficient, uh, it, it it could be a viable solution to maintaining comfort. If you want to stay in a, in a larger home that you've outgrown the need for one person. absolutely. But you love your neighborhood. You love your neighbors. You love, you know, it's a house you've lived in a long time. That's a hard thing to let
2: go of. Oh, and mom and dad jump in the RV and head off for Mardi Gras. You can just shut that wing of the house down. <laughs> Mardi Gras weekend here. You have a king cake, Gary. Gary, how many Mardi Gras have you attended? Oh, ho, ho, ho. how many?
0: Well, I've broadcast from them about 12 times. Oh, I've really? I've, been, I've only been to one ball, though, and that was in New Orleans uh, in 2010. Wow. Um, I have to say it was a great experience, too. The funniest thing that we've seen when going to the Bacchus Ball is seeing all of us dressed in formal tuxes and all the ladies dressed in beautiful formal dresses, and we're pulling ice chests. Full yeah. of liquor with wheels into the convention center, which is what they're doing this weekend again.
2: That's exactly what they're doing this weekend. I've been I've been to one Mardi Gras and that was all it took. I figured I'd much rather be in New Orleans for the Jazz Festival.
0: Oh that yeah I've been to quite a few of those too. Yeah. Oh, I would
2: great. I would take the jazz festival over Mardi Gras any day of the year, for sure. So anyway. But, you, but back to Rome. Unfortunately, not
1: much jazz left at the Jazz Festival. You
2: see those lineups. It's like Not like the old days. That's well, sure.
0: if that's the case, you just get jazzed after a while with all the food and the drinks and all that.
2: But if if your mom and dad are in the house for only part of the season, those mini splits are a great way to go because you literally can't shut one whole end of the house down. What we don't want you doing is those of you that have kids moving out – you start shutting down their bedrooms, and you go in there, and you get a little stepladder, and you close all their registers. That really makes it hard on your air conditioning equipment. It, you're, you're creating static pressure on the unit that isn't good for it. You're, you're aging the unit. You're not saving money. Uh, let the unit operate as it's designed to operate. Don't shut the registers off for rooms you're not using. And I'm challenged as often on that as I am on don't flush Kleenex down the toilet. <laughs> many, many splits are also great. Rosie, Rosie, you're nuts. You're crazy. <laughs> so I've mean. had that bedroom shut off for years. Oh, man.
1: Oh, uh, they're, they're a great solution if you're looking to heat or cool your uh, garage as well. In the past, we would have to spend a bunch of money on insulation, and obviously that's still a good thing to do because a lot of homes that are built with garages aren't insulated. We'd have to dump so much money in there to make it make sense. But the efficiency of mini splits is so high that you could slap one on and start cooling it now and worry about insulating it later or parts of it over the next couple months or years or or however budget allows for it. There.
2: People don't believe me, but you can mini-split air condition your garage in the middle of summer for less money than you can run in a VAP cooler 30 days of the month.
0: Non-stop, scroll yeah. cage running. Yeah.
2: Oh yeah.
1: Early time of the year for Mardi Gras, isn't it? Usually a little later, huh? Closer to crawfish season, seems like.
0: Yeah, it's, uh, it's a little later than normal, but because uh, Easter's on April 21st, so that's really late, too.
1: We've got a few calls lined up, so we're going to do a lightning round here real quick, wrapping up this Saturday's broadcast, starting with Clark. Welcome to the Not program. Here. How may we help you?
0: Good morning, gentlemen. Uh, I've got a masonry wall to bring the uh, foundation wall up to grade with a patio with cement six
2: inch slab on top of that. They, I would imagine when the wall was built out of block that they didn't treat the entire side of the block. I've got moisture issues, which started out with a normal little whitish and stuff. It's
0: gone kind of way past that through the uh, paint through the finished coat and probably into the brown coat. I'd
2: like to repair this, but I've talked to three quote-unquote masonry experts. They've all given me different advice. Gentlemen, have any suggestions? Well, Clark, you know, one of the things we're doing at Rosie Wright Remodeling is we're asking people to send us pictures. And my question would be, is this slump block or is it a concrete masonry unit? Or is it a clay product like a brick? Depending on what it is, we'll treat it differently. If it's a concrete masonry unit, which is what most stem wall and returning walls are made of, you could simply go in there and carefully power wash all the loose efflorescence and spalling cement off. And then you'll coat it with an epoxy waterproof uh, foundation coating uh, called Thorough Seal and then that seals the block in the masonry up and then you paint it to match the rest and that will last forever. Uh, uh, Thorough Seal is a sacked product powder. Uh, I think it comes in 60 pound bags and you mix it just like you would mortar or cement and you could either trowel apply it or you can mortar brush apply it the trowel usually gives it a much more even smooth finish but if you're in a a, a, a slump block then the mortar brush actually blends in a little bit better and uh, let that dry and you have to dig down you move the dirt away from the wall a good 8 to 12 inches and take that thorough seal all the way down and paint it, and you'll be set. Now, if it's a brick or mace or a, a clay product, then it's all, we do something completely different. So send me pictures at Rosie Wright Remodeling. And I, I'll encourage any of y'all that want a little opinion or an estimate. Last week I mentioned that our remodeling company has a little hole in our schedule because the new imposed tariffs are putting shortages on some materials. And At Rosie Wright Remodeling, we don't start a job until we have all the materials so that we can start and get done and not leave you torn up. Well, some of our products that we've ordered, we've just been told, well, instead of a two-week delivery, they're going to be a six-week delivery. There could be an eight-week delivery. So if you have a little project you want done around your house, particularly in the Northeast Valley of Phoenix metro area, send us pictures, and my general manager, Stan, and I will take a look at the pictures, and we'll shoot you an estimate right over the phone. And we don't even have to come out and take a look at it. So that's one option. Now listen, Jennifer and Jeff, we're not going to have time to take y'all, But you've called in, and if you make it into the show, we don't leave you hanging. We're going to need to sign off here, and we'll take both of your calls off air. So you got a project you want done? Let us hear from you at Rosie Wright Remodeling. Whether it's a handyman job or a full-blown casita, kitchen or bath remodel, if it's not in the area we service, we've got Rosie Certified Partners that we can get you set up with. You can
1: find them at RosieOnTheHouse.com. Click on the Certified Partner tab. Put in your zip code or city. Uh, Zip code is actually better because if you put in city, it goes by where the city Center. center is. So, you know, somebody in the Deer Valley area, if you type in Phoenix... You know, it's going to base your location <laughs> off of you know Washington and 19th Avenue. So zip codes are a lot more accurate for real geolocation of our certified partners, whether it's a, a individual tradesman or a general contractor. So we've got uh, wrapped up for this Saturday, but you can also ask questions during the week at Rosieonthehouse.com. As Rosie mentioned, you those of you on hold stay on hold. We'll f- take your calls off the air moving into next saturday uh it's a whole month on universal design we've got uh, some guests lined up all over the state to talk about different elements of sustainability as well as uh, pet design we didn't even get into pets today so we've got another broadcast lined up for designing our living spaces around pets it's rosie on the house here with you every saturday morning we thank you for the god above you those beside you and the life before you